0: UFO Party and X Files podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Julia. And today we are switching it up a little bit because um, our episode for this week is really going to be kind of heavy and intense. And I think that we're both uh, emotionally spent. So we wanted to do something kind of fun for you guys. um, And we've had this book for a while. So we're doing a little hometown story, not really hometown. Definitely not Julia's hometown, no. but um, more a New England side story.
1: Um, yeah. Also, we're doing this because it's fun for us.
0: Yes, and, and hopefully easier. fun for you guys too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and easy and short and um, yeah. It actually does take us a long time just to shoot the shit about X Files just in case you didn't know, because we have to watch and take notes and research and then record. So it takes us a long time and then yeah. edit and then. And also post. by the time <laughs> we
1: are done watching the episode, we've already forgot what happened in the episode. Mm-hmm. So our brain. Well, that's are... why we take notes,
0: hopefully when we're at our best.
1: Yeah. But, um... And then we can't fucking decipher our notes and it's yeah. fine.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so today uh, is hard and I don't have Any beans to give? So, I present you aliens. Bean aliens. Bean crop circle aliens. Yeah. Um. Um, What is that actual? What is the actual phrase? It's like a. It's a. I don't know. Therapists use it a lot when you don't have the cups, spoons, (laughs) spoons, spoons yes that is what i meant when i said beans <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if that Whoa. tells you where the fuck my spoons are oh there, not here <laughs> i did not know that was a therapist thing i learned it from like disabled community first
0: i think it's a thing that therapist my therapists have never said that to me but i've learned it in therapy spaces you know what i mean like i feel like It's like in the mental health community kind of thing. Um, Yeah. But that is what I meant. But I like (laughs) beans too.
1: For those that don't know, there's this thing called the spoons theory. And basically if you are, I don't want to say mentally, if you, if you just mentally mentally ill, yeah, if you're you're mentally (laughs) ill or physically ill or disabled, then there's this theory that you only have so many quote unquote spoons to give to activities and people um and then when you're out you have nothing else to give so like taking a shower is a lot of, no making the goddamn bed is a lot oh, of fucking yeah. spoons for me so if i only start the day with eight goddamn spoons and i have to also get ready with, and just be alive and that's two <laughs> and then the, the bed takes four uh, i don't Why have do a lot left to that give to they people. Used
0: spoons? I don't know. I
1: really don't know.
0: Like, but I think it could be any object, right? And in which case, here are my beans.
1: I do like <laughs> the shirts on Etsy that's like, I'm all out of spoons, but I got knives.
0: <laughs> I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick what, ass, kick ass but I'm all, all out of bubblegum. Yep. Yeah, that one. I'm all out of spoons, <laughs> so I'm going to use beans. <laughs> Do you want to go first then? Sure. With your beans? I'm going to c- come in with my beans, my baked beans, which are from Maine, because we're going to Maine. Baked beans are from Maine? I don't know if all baked beans are from Maine, but the B&M Baked Bean Factory is right outside of Portland,
1: Maine. Wow. I did not even know that was a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. <It's- laughs> I don't know. They love their baked beans up there, so I do think they're actually from Maine.
1: I just thought it was like a southern thing,
0: it probably is, and they're probably better there, but probably there is a baked bean <laughs> factory in Maine, and it's like you know how it's it's like either Bush's baked beans or b and m
1: I've never heard of b and m
0: okay, I think it's a New England thing okay <laughs> honestly, if I didn't have this weird loyalty towards. B and M from like growing up around here, then I would probably I think bushes are probably better. Also, no idea. I don't know. I don't baked think beans kind of
1: freak me out. I don't think I've ever had baked beans in my fucking life.
0: I don't like them because I also am scared of them because no one ever tells you if there's meat in them or not. So like they're just beans. No, most of them have pork in them that's or nasty. lard.
1: That's nasty. Like that's ninety percent. Like, like
0: when I was a kid. I would yeah. go to, like, I did like baked beans as a kid, and, um, but I could never eat them at, like, cookouts or whatever. Cause yeah. my mom specifically would buy me the vegetarian ones oh. because the other ones have bacon or ham in them. That's gross. It's just one of those things, you know? Yeah. Anyways, we're going, uh, we're going Wicked Fa to Gardner, Maine. Which is kind of in the middle of nowhere, um, but it's like uh, mm, probably like an hour outside of Augusta. Let's say that. Where the, is Augusta? Augusta is
1: um, real far up. So the only two places that I know in Maine are P- Portland and Bang-, Bang. What?
0: Okay, so Augusta is. <laughs> Why well, don't I remember Bangor? <laughs> Bangor, yeah. <laughs> Wait when we were in Nashville um, We met this lady at the bar She didn't like us because Emmett our friend literally Immediately oh brought up fucking abortion And I was like god damn we are in the south Please please But um she was like When I said that Dylan's From Maine she was like isn't there a Bangor Maine and I was like It's Bangor yeah I was like that's where Stephen King's From well, actually, he's from Portland, but that's where Stephen
1: King lives. Okay, um, is I don't Bangor only know it because we had a sister theater in Bangor, Maine, and my boss at the drive-in theater always had to go to Bangor.
0: Okay, I'm also wrong. Gardner to Augusta is like 15 minutes. So oh. <laughs> so let's just pretend we're basically in Augusta. Augusta is like, uh, like halfway through the state. Okay. Um. So like. Portland is southern Maine. Bangor is like northern, northern-ish Maine. And then Maine Augusta's, is huge, so Augusta is yeah. kind of in the middle there.
1: Central Maine,
0: Central Maine, the not a place part. you want to be. I'd <laughs> tell you that. Um, but yeah, so that's where we're at. We're in Gardner, Maine. It's it's not Oop. too. It's right next to Augusta, and probably. Mm, not that far from Portland. Okay, cool. 48 minutes from Portland. So, honestly, probably a, a good location to be in, you know? Yeah. You got like small town vibes, but also like you can go big to the town. city <laughs> slightly okay, also, bigger.
1: Portland is not a big city.
0: <laughs> no, it is not. And then, like, I guess you could drive like two and a half hours and go to Boston, the yeah. big, big city. <laughs> the big,
1: well, that's why I like living in Providence. Yes. Well, I, We're
0: very central I love living in Providence too. And I miss Providence sometimes Aww. Even though I live 15 minutes from here Except today when it took me
1: 45 of them yep. <laughs> um, It took you 45 15 minute segments to get to <laughs> Providence I was driving
0: forever <laughs> Oh no Um, But yeah, that's why I tell everyone in Maine, I'm like, what if you just move to Providence? Because you could still go to Portland really easily, but you can also like go to Boston and you can really honestly go to New York. You could go anywhere. Yeah. But also you get to live in Providence, so it's better. But they, I don't know. They're fucking weirdos. They're fucking weirdos. I get it. Portland's, like, just a slightly smaller Providence, but, like, Providence is already pretty small. You don't really need it much smaller. Yeah. But the reason that we're in Gardner, which is (laughs) an hour from Portland. Okay. 15 minutes from Augusta. That's where we're at. Perfect. And the reason that we're there is because in August of 2002, so 20 years ago. That's wild. Weird. Um, a really mysterious thing happened where the townsfolk of Gardner, Maine, were awoken in the middle of the night to other townsfolk townsfolk and towns dogs. Um, (laughs) several people reported being woken up around the same time, around 1am, like one to two in the morning, they were woken up to... Like dogs barking, this like flashing light going on, and they were like, "What the hell's going on?" And it was um, coming from a field across the street uh, from these reporters. And in the morning, when they went to go check out what was going on over there, because obviously you're not going to go out at two in the. personally, <laughs> I wouldn't if I saw a light in a field, at 2 in the morning, I'm not going out.
1: Oh, no. I'm not even I'd fucking say, leave my bed. i say, dog,
0: stop. We'll deal with this in the morning. Yeah. So the next morning, um, the owner of the field went out and discovered what appeared to be crop circles in the middle of his field. Um, and these were... It's three like separate but touching crop circles. So... Okay. Perfectly round and so kind of like a Venn diagram. Kind of, but they don't intersect, they just like touch, you yeah. know? So a Venn diagram with very little overlap. Yes. <laughs> like a t- There's Venn almost nothing diagram in that is not actually showing what it's supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> An <laughs> untouched Venn diagram. Yeah. Um. And so in this field, there was Um, like I said, three circles and each one was like varying sizes. Um, and they actually called out a like investigator and the investigators are called BLT research, which I kind of love. Um, they research sandwiches. Yes, they are. They're investigating whether a BLT is a sandwich (laughs) and plot twist it is. So, um, Around noon that day, the son of the Hayfield owner, he's the one that discovered these crops. um, And they notified the local police. um, And everyone, including the police, agrees that this didn't appear to be man-made. So they contact the National UFO Reporting Center, which is based out of Cambridge, Massachusetts. and. Nope, that sorry. The National UFO Reporting Center is not based out of Cambridge. Um BLT Research is it's, based okay. out of Cambridge. Okay. They called them in because they're like, well, we're kinda busy because we have like Arizona, like more important things to yeah. deal with, you know, yeah. New Mexico. So we're gonna send Big BLTs sightings. out. <laughs> yeah. Um and so the field is about two acres. Um it's at the end of a dead end street. It's especially in 2002 in like a very quiet rural town. Um, and pretty much the entire field is taken up by these crop circles. The largest is 65 feet at its widest point.
1: I fully thought you were going to say 65 miles. 65 and I was like,
0: miles. <laughs> no, 65 feet. Um, <laughs> and... The middle one's 35 feet at its widest, and the smallest is 25 feet. And they are like touching, the edges are touching, um, and researchers call this type of phenomenon a thought bubble design. Okay. So that's interesting. Shoot. Also, what They're graphic th- designers. What do you think <laughs> a uh, career in crop circleology? What do you think that pays? Do you think I could make a living doing it? I don't think so. All right, cool. So it's like a day job side hustle kind of thing?
1: Yes. Wait, wouldn't that be your not day job?
0: Yeah, no. The crop circles is the side hustle. Yes. Because I need to have a day job in order to... Don't quit your day job. Don't quit
1: your day job at all. Your J-Dob. (laughs) J-Dob's have to stay. Um, like unless you were a crop circle specialist, yeah, like, you're like the PhD of by the government that I don't think, which I, I mean,
0: these money. guys are right. Like kind of like they yeah. got referred by the national UFO reporting center, which like, how do I get a job there? Cause that sounds fun. You just I walk in would <laughs> tell there me. Is like, there were like very, very few times in my life that I was more like fucking depressed as when I worked in a call center. But if I could work at a call center for the national UFO research center, yeah, I think I would really like it. Yeah. When I worked at a call center, it was for, um, the like government, like political polls. And yeah, that no I wanted to die because it was just like middle-aged men yelling yeah. about how like, it was also in like 20 2013, 2014, so, like, it was literally just, like, middle-aged men yelling about how Hillary Clinton, like, and her emails and whatever, and I was like, so would you say that you are likely, very likely, or not likely at all to vote for her? That is the question, (laughs) and they're like, she, she faked the she has confidential information, and she is a bitch, and I'm like, God. so... Not likely, very likely, (laughs) like, but if I just was like, Hello, thank you for calling the National UFO Reporting Center, and people were like, I just saw a fucking spaceship, but it was a UFO and I saw the aliens, that would be so cool. That would be a lot. I would honestly just get so baked before going to that job and just listen to people (laughs) and be like, This is the best job in the world, yeah. Um. but i don't whatever um the salary of these people are i'm not sure but blt research they are like they're the pros they're pretty good um and th- what they found is that they really believe um that these crop circles were genuine um and that they could not have been made by like man-made objects because all of the circles the plants are laid like gently laid over and so the like different plants there's like a lot of milkweed and different crops and stuff they're not broken at the stem they're not like bulldozed over or like right. in a way that you would normally see if it was like farming equipment doing this they're literally just like gently laid over to make this pattern yeah um in a clockwise manner so all of them are swirled in the same direction they like very few plants appear to be broken and um there's like a kind of fluid component to this like it's almost like it's not like they're like starting doing this and then ending it's like it was all yeah. made at one time kind of which would have been really
1: hard for someone to do at 1 or 2 in the morning do you think they just have to like push them back up and they're like viable or are they like i think
0: they like like maybe not because now they've been sitting there but like i think like technically yeah because like the roots are totally intact like yeah. the stem of the plant is fine um and they so, just
1: auction off this plant. That's like what This was touched by an alien. I'm not for like fifty grand.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
1: um, I'm
0: not very like well versed in crop circleology, which no, is what I'm we, calling it now. We've
1: established that. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> I don't want to shock you guys, but <laughs> I don't know that much about crop circles. Um, <laughs> what do we like? What is the running theory on like what I'm, is making the crop circle? Is it the ship that like it cause the way that they're describing it, it's like almost maybe the the wind pushing down from the ship like flattens yeah. these. Like I have no fucking idea. Do we think that it's also, supposed to be a symbol? Because like I feel like when you're talking about like classic signs material kind of thing, it's like very intricate and like maybe is trying to tell you something, but these are just circles. Yeah. And they're just connected circles. So, like, are they trying to celebrate the Olympics? Like, I don't know. Um, this also might
1: shock you, but I do not know about crop circles either. Really? No Porter? idea. Porter must know. He's just sleeping on the job. Um,
0: <laughs> He's a union worker. He hasn't worker. even researched at all. It's no. kind of wild. He yeah. went
1: over his union
0: hours. We told him five minutes ago that we were going to be doing this podcast. Well, and he has not done any work yet. No. Um, He's learning by <laughs> osmosis.: Yeah. We're just telling him a little bedtime story, actually.. Yeah. Um, so apparently, news to me, because I'm not a crop circle <laughs> expert, but <laughs> there's a couple like different tests that people do when they may be in the midst of an alien crop circle um event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um that's what they really should have done like is honestly if they wanted to make some fucking money off of this. Like Dylan and his friends always talk about how like cuz there's nothing to do in Maine, they used to like drive like hours into the middle of nowhere and they would basically like have like EDM and like festivals like just like you could just pop in up dirt. in a field but like you could have an EDM rave in In the crop crop. circles people are wild
1: i think literally a ufo party
0: a ufo party like wow actually yeah and you could sell tickets and you would make good ass money
1: well we know what our first event's gonna be
0: yes (laughs) um so like apparently there's these tests that they do to like determine whether or not this is a hoax right so um Normally, apparently, when there's crop circles, there's also compass deviations, cell phone failures, um, and camera malfunctions. But in this case, there was not. Okay. Um, They also performed a stopwatch check, which is where they put one stopwatch outside of the circle and one in. um, And they see if there's, like, a difference in time. Like... Because okay. you know how, like, yeah. in the X-Files, like, you lose time yeah. when you get abducted and stuff. And then yeah. it's, like, just, like, time froze for that time. Right. So they try to do that. Apparently, it doesn't work. Um <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> and, yeah, there was no time differences with these crop circles. Um, But there was reports of several pictures of they, they were able to capture, like, there's proof of, light phenomena and abnormalities. Um, So like just light not behaving in the way that it should around these circles. Um, And that's apparently like a telltale sign of alien activity.
1: Very similar to paranormal activity. Yeah. I mean, I, they're like almost ghosts and
0: aliens are definitely on the right. Like they're on the same side. Yeah. I'm sure they're probably like, they probably at the meeting, the yearly annual ghost alien meeting, they're probably like, How are we gonna continue to fuck with these people? Yep. Now aliens they're the recording everything. People got like the fucking doorknobs that were record you. We need to be better at being ghost oh, and aliens. I was you like know? what
1: fucking doorknobs You know, recording like the next yeah. things, yeah. Literally like, as soon as you said that and I was like, what the fuck? I yeah. understood.
0: So like, you know, probably they're all on the same team, because they have to be, because it's probably harder to keep getting away with this shit. Probably. You know? I mean, this was in 2002, so, like, yeah. if it happened now,
1: Zach, probably someone would have seen... Bagel Bite's gonna get him.
0: Probably someone would have already seen it on their nest fucking doorknob, so, uh, I don't know. But the consensus is that this event was genuine, um... Based on the shape, the off-center quality, the fact that there was no breakage of the plants, as well as, like, numerous eyewitness reports saying that they were woken up all around the same time um, and, like, saw this kind of flashing light bulb going on um, that they, like, again, were kind of in the middle of nowhere, so don't know.
2: Um, and
0: they also like afterwards apparently this became like a huge like hotspot spot tourism thing for like not for a long time but for just like a couple weeks after this happened people were literally like lining up to go see these crop circles thinking that like it had magical powers um and so like in this uh it's like a local newspaper it's just like a sun journal article um they said that for like days afterwards the road going up there which is about a half a mile long was lined with cars both sides of people trying to come and see the crop circles um and like i said they think it wasn't a hoax but this one really kind of threw me apparently this appeared days after the opening of signs oh like what Mm. okay so maybe the aliens were just like let me see Mm -hmm. i'm gonna show you guys um
2: but yeah i mean
0: apparently the experts think it was real even though signs had just come out so um and
2: yeah pr stunt might have been by yeah. the by the aliens yeah. themselves. Yeah. Um.
0: But apparently, like the person to know about this is uh, Nancy Talbot, and she's like
1: the owner of Tal
0: Talbot's clothing. She's one third. She's the T in B L T. Actually, oh. I think <laughs> she's one third of the B L T research team, and she is. <laughs> She's pretty serious about her work. She's like, she takes uh, soil and plant samples from inside and outside of reported crop circles in about half of the U.S. states, Germany, Holland, and Israel. Wow. She says that it's a very complicated situation, and she believes, like us, we strongly believe that UFOs, ghosts, remote viewing, poltergeists, and What many call crop circles are all related. These things that run through all of them is a stream of consciousness.
1: That sounds a little woo woo.
0: Connected.
2: So, yeah. um, Interesting. Yeah, that is it.
0: Um, If you want to learn more about crop circles that they're investigating, they do have a website where they talk about it by like the year that the crop circles came up. So that's pretty cool. It's just bltresearch.com. And um, in addition to the Sun Journal that I am looking at, um, which also like why do local newspapers have the worst websites ever? Like can't they just hire someone to make a website?
2: They don't Please.
0: have money. Yeah, it's true. Newspapers are going out the window. Yeah. Um, They're like, we cannot upgrade at this point. We've been using the same format since early 2000s. And this is all we got.
2: We (laughs)
1: Um, went through GoDaddy.com.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) And yeah, I mean, apparently this is a a whole field that I, I
0: don't know, kind of crazy, right? I don't like that. Um, oh, and in addition to my Sun Journal article, we also mm-hmm. took from um, a book that I bought called "New England UFOs" by Taryn Plum, and she's based out of Portland, so she's a little Maine babe.
1: Yeah, we're and, just covering our little tushies today.
0: Yep, we never do that, so I'm no, trying. Well, but we also don't usually like literally read off of a book, so yeah, which is not what I did. To be honest, I. I actually did pretty good with that, but I was a little afraid.
1: Well, we don't plagiarize here. We
0: do not plagiarize. And when we do, we credit it. Yep. Which is not Everything was in quotation marks, so it doesn't count. You didn't hear this from me, but (laughs) there's aliens in Maine. There are. All right. You ready? Um, Well, I do have
1: to pee real bad.
0: Okay. Go pee.
1: So we'll, we'll be right back.
2: Okay. Hi, we're back.
1: Hello. Porter is having zoomies next to me. I'm mm-hmm. sitting on the floor. So if you hear it, I would apologize, but I'm not sorry. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> I'd rather he get him out on inanimate objects as opposed to me. Yeah, because he do be like doing that. Wow, that was rough. Um, OK, today I'm going to talk. Yeah. We're, we're going to do the Exeter incident, which is Exeter, New Hampshire, not Rhode Island. I kind of wish it was Rhode Island. But also it happened on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, so it happened on September 3rd, 1965, which was 57 years ago. So cute. Um, and also it's not actually in Exeter, New Hampshire.
2: Cool. Great start.
1: It, <laughs> it's, it's in a, a town that is five miles south. Called Kensington. So we'll just lump it in. Okay. Okay. So we have like three main people in this store. We have this like teenager named Norman Muscarello. What the
0: we hell? Ha- <laughs> we Norman. Have,
1: we have two police officers, uh, Bertrand and Hunt. So we'll start with Norman. Okay. So we start at 2 a.m. And he was hitchhiking to Exeter, which is where he lives. You shouldn't hitchhike he at 2 a.m. Definitely should not. Um, because he was about to leave for the United States Navy. But he had been visiting his girlfriend who lives near Amesbury okay. in Massachusetts. Um, but he didn't own a car. So,
0: so, so to- he hitchhiked from Amesbury? Yes.
1: Okay. To Exeter. Wow. And he, he's I almost guess- there. Yeah, keep in mind it is like the 60s. Oh my. (laughs) Porter, you make it so hard to do our job. (laughs) Yeah, so 2 a.m. He hitchhiked for 10 miles and then he walked basically the rest of the distance. Okay. Which is a lot. He noticed five flashing bright red lights in the distance, which he initially thought would be lights on top of a police car but as he got nearer to the lights he saw that they were hovering in the air above the trees on a nearby field and two houses were like bright red light like covered okay which is fucking gross um one house belonged to the dining family and they were not home and the other one belonged to a family named russell uh that's the last name not just the per- the person's yeah. name we're we're great The object in the sky, he said, was about 80 to 90 feet in diameter. Okay. So bigger than the crop circles. Yeah. A lot bigger. That's terrifying. Well,
0: I mean, so if this is the ship, then they're probably going to be bigger than the crop circles that they, we think, might make. Yeah. So that makes sense. That
1: checks out. The map is good. Big fucking. Yes. Yeah. Huge. I mean, I guess we didn't learn the size of like the alien and Nope, but if it's going to be like around that.
0: Oh my God. That would be
1: terrifying. Yeah. Also, if you haven't seen Nope yet, go see it.
0: Go see it. If you like
1: aliens, you will hopefully like it. It is magnificent. Mm, So good. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) the object didn't make a sound, which I feel like is pretty normal for standard. Yeah. Everything Um, I know about aliens yeah. but it did start moving towards him Ooh, yes Ooh. so he was panicking and then dived into a ditch oh no okay <laughs> and then the lights changed directions and then hovered over the dining family's farmhouse which was the family that wasn't home so he ran to the russell's house and then pounded on the door and yelling for help and no one answered okay They later said that they heard him, but they were, like, too scared to open the door, which is, like, pretty, I would hope so. Um, But then the object moved away, and it disappeared into the woods.
0: Okay. Also checks out.
1: Yep. So then he sees sees headlights of an approaching car, and he ran into the road, so it would either hit him or stop. Wow. It stopped. That is chicken (laughs) in real life. Wow. Yeah. He said, fuck me up. It wasn't the police officers, but it was a couple. And then they picked him up and dropped him off. It was Betty off. and Barney. <laughs> it, that would be honestly really fucking well, funny. Whoa,
0: it goes straight to the top.
1: Yeah. No. They're like, you won't believe this. But like <laughs> a few years beforehand, like up the road, same thing happened. Same. Except we got into the spaceship. Maybe. But they dropped him off at the police station. So while he was there, he told the officers the story. And the police officer that took his story, like, knew him, so was definitely believing everything that he was saying and, like, said that he's pretty credible, even though, you know, he's an 18 year old kid. But he decided to radio police officer Bertrand. His first name's Eugene. So maybe we'll just go with that because I don't want to keep saying Bertrand. Okay. He was dealing with a distressed woman who had pulled over the side of the road. And apparently when, she, when he asked if she had a problem, she said that she saw a huge object with red flashing lights and it was following her car for 12 miles and it hovered right over her car before flying away, which is fucking gross. Uh. Um, he thought she was crazy, but stayed with her car for 15 minutes until she came calmed down and then she was like, good to drive away when he got back to the police station that's when he started talking to norman the teenager and they were talking about how they were going to go investigate the field where he saw the flashing lights so then we moved to the officers okay drove him back to the area okay i would be fucking traumatized no thank you yeah um And then while they were sitting in the patrol car first, they saw nothing. But when they left the car and walked into the field and towards the woods, some horses in a nearby corral began kicking the fence in the sides of a barn, making a lot of noises, which also frightened the dogs in the area. So they began making noises. And then once all the noise came up, They both saw a silent object moving towards them, raising out of the fucking trees. The police officer said that it was as big as the barn and they had the red flashing lights on it. And it was swaying back and forth when it was silently moving towards them. Hold on. I have to read the sentence verbatim because I love this. Said instinctively remembering his police training, Bertrand dropped to one knee, drew his revolver and pointed it at the object. He decided that shooting would not be wise, so he reholstered the revolver and grabbed the teenager, and they both ran back to the patrol car. Good choice, because that's not going to fucking do anything. This is when, what was his name? Eugene. Yeah. Eugene radioed the other police officer hunt. We'll call him David, because that's his first name. And we're just doing first name basis. Yeah, right.
0: we're we're friends. Yeah, we're all. We're
1: BFFs. What would we be? 80-year-old friends at yeah. this point? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. So he asked David in for assistance. While they were waiting in the car, they were like still watching the fucking object, just like hovering above the trees and making animals go crazy. And the object was still there when the other police officer arrived. So they all watched it, and then it finally disappeared. David heard the engines of a B, no, a B forty seven bomber. I guess that's a fucking plane, right? Let's, let's see where this takes us. Oh, it's a stratojet. Okay, sure. I totally know what that is. So he heard the engines of a plane as it flew overhead and then told the reporter that you could tell the difference between the sound of the plane engine and the UFO. And also like the difference in the size of objects and their speed and movement, which is oh. yucky. Um, All three of them went back to the police station and then they all immediately filed separate reports on what they had seen. And then they dropped the the teenager back at his mama's house Mm -hmm. so he could finally be home and then tell her about the incident. So the Air Force major and lieutenant interviewed all three of them. And basically they had said at the time I have been unavailable to arrive at a probable cause of the sighting. The three observers seem to be stable, reliable persons, especially the two patrolmen. I mm. viewed the area of the sighting and found nothing in that area that could be prob- probable cause. Uh, the Air Force Base had five of those B-47 air- aircrafts lying around in the area, but I do not believe they had any connection with the sighting, which is odd because I feel like they are always like, It's a weather balloon.
0: Right. Anything to be like, don't worry about
1: it. Yeah. This was like totally all planned. And like, it was us. It's not aliens.
0: Oh, I forgot to tell you guys we were blowing up the sky tonight. Yeah.
1: Like. This was like all part of the Project Blue Book, which I don't think it's mentioned in X-Files. They definitely mention it in Twin Peaks which is really fun. And then I believe the History Channel had like a Project Blue Book show, Mm
0: -hmm. but it's like
1: a a real thing that exists. Um, Let me get a definition of this for people that don't know what it is. Um, So Project Blue Book was a code name for a systematic study of unidentified flying objects by the United States Air Force from March 1952 until it was terminated in December 1969. Okay, so the Pentagon apparently told the press before Project Blue Book had sent its evaluation like to um, the other, what, areas of the government? Branches of the government? Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. And the Pentagon told reporters that the three men had seen nothing more than stars and planets twinkling. Owing to a temperature inversion, because that makes fucking sense, and then the Project Blue Book issued its own explanation, saying that basically they were doing like a scant a SAC NORAD training mission, and it had been active on the night of the sighting, and that could have accounted for the UFO. So they kind of still pulled that out of their ass, anyways. Yeah, but like I said, in 2011. The Skeptical Inquirer, ran, run by Joe Nickel, who was a prominent skeptic and then a retired Air Force major. So the pilot said that he claimed to have recognized the red flashing light pattern reported by the witnesses. Um, I'm not going to read the fucking pattern because we don't need to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, before refueling, he says that it was the underbelly of tankers that flashed very bright red lights in the same pattern as the fucking UFO thing. I guess, yeah, you know when you're, like, on a boat and there's, like, a a smaller boat that comes around with fuel? I think it's a situation like that. Okay. So whatever the smaller boat or the smaller plane (laughs) flying object was, that's the one with the lights. Okay. And then around that time, they were refueling. Whatever a, a bigger the, aircraft, the, yeah. The B-47 things are.
0: Okay. Um,
1: because those hung down at a 60-degree angle and would flutter in the air currents when they weren't being controlled. So they were floating like a leaf, like one of the witnesses said. And that's their explanation for it. Okay. And that, that's literally it. Um, There was like a little documentary i guess that came out um called the exeter incident and i know i just fucking saw it um no it's a book from someone that was there and it was on the new york times bestseller list okay yeah and everyone from the in, in- from the internet yeah Everyone, from, everyone the... <laughs> from the
0: internet agrees that this was a UFO.
1: <laughs> no, I was going to say everyone from the incident is now dead. So we can't even double check it. Ouch. Okay. But then Exeter also has an Exeter UFO festival where they raise money for children benefit in the area, which is nice. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, that and everyone that. dresses up like aliens. Yeah. It's like Mothman Festival. Hell, yeah. I mean, it's not actually, but I wish it was because that was fun. Porter, (laughs) what are you doing? Child, you are going to make that mirror fall and it's going to scare every single one of us. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You have one more thing? I, like, couldn't really find anything
0: cool. There was, like, one Vanity Fair article, so I'm not really going to talk
1: about it. I saw a lot of Vanity Fair mentioned. When did they start doing it? Yeah, what is going
0: on? Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think we're good with, I feel like our stories were more like fleshed out than we thought they were going to be.
1: Yeah. So that's good. Isn't Vanity Fair like fashion? Yeah, I thought
0: so. And like lifestyle and shit.
1: Were they the ones that were like the first magazine publication to talk about Black Lives Matter or something along those lines? Were they? I don't know. I feel like I heard something like that. Like it was either them. I'm not. It's not Covergirl. It sounds like (laughs) Covergirl though.
0: Uh, Cosmopolitan. Yes, I feel like Cosmo has gotten gotten like really because like when we were younger, and I used to like buy
1: magazines. Stuff. It's
0: yeah. It was like 72 ways to give a blowjob or something, (laughs) and now. I feel like they're trying to say relevant, so they've like completely radicalized, and they're yeah. like seventy-two ways to overthrow your fucking government, bitches. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, I yes, think, yeah. And Where was sick. this
1: when I was a little baby? Yeah, I need that. Well, you're reading it anyways. Yeah. So I guess it worked. Great, I L- love it. very Fair. I don't know run by aliens
0: run by honestly <laughs> run by the lizard people that are trying yeah. to distract from the fact that they're lizard people by talking about aliens. Yeah. That, that that's what it
1: is. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's it. Okay. I will say this is kind of how like our Patreon episodes are.
0: Yeah. So if you had fun.
1: Then join us on Patreon. Join us on Patreon. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Next week. We will have the X-Files episode for you. Yes. Promise. Pinky so swear. So
0: you guys just have to like live with the like cliffhanger that was part one. Yeah. So sorry. Not sorry.
1: <laughs> but it's like, think of it as a mid-season break. Kind of. Hiatus thing. Yeah. Like all the big shows do now. Oh my God. The last episode of Walking Dead aired and I haven't watched it yet. Oh. I'm too scared.
0: I forgot to watch the last 17 <laughs> seasons.
1: God damn. I'm I will reiterate, it's very good. Okay. But I think it works really well when you like watch it all consecutively. I don't think it worked as well when it was like week to week.
0: Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think now that everything is I feel like, like
0: that's why like done, I feel like I got bored of it watching it like week to week, but Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I went back and rewatched it all. I think like literally last year and it's, it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. And like made me a little nostalgic. So I'm like very into The Walking Dead again. Hell yeah. Yeah. I feel like I did in high school. (laughs) I love that for you. I don't. Um, okay. So you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, if Twitter is still alive. I honestly don't know. (laughs) Haven't checked on it. Um, but you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon at UFO Party Pod, and you can subscribe to our Patreon. I sound like a 12-year-old that smokes eight packs of cigarettes going through puberty. Perfect. <laughs> our Patreon's only $3 a month. It's really fun. Um, join us, please, because we want to make more episodes. Okay. Um, and, and we'll catch you next week. Stay safe. Stay spooky. Bye. Goodbye.